0: This is your boy Jello. your boy Jello podcast with Doc Casey, Music, Motivation, and Life. This is a continuation of part two from the previous podcast that we did. And this is where we discuss a little bit about the what-if clause. What if is another part of that internal dialogue that, that makes people collapse in, into that fearful thing of starting up, starting up right? Mm-hmm. What if... What if I don't lose the weight? what if what if I set a goal and I don't reach that goal? Um, they throw in all these hypotheticals to give themselves an excuse not to do it. I've seen it so much and so often, sure. um I call it the what if clause and you know you're comparing yourself to others that you don't even know. how can you can't do that you're
1: you're already you're already I mean, when that happens, I mean, I think that's human nature. Yes. You know, to think that way. It's, that's at no fault of anyone. Actually. But also it's, it's like, you know, it's, it's like if, you know, if a guy or a girl is at a bar and they see another cute guy or girl and they want to go up and talk to him, And then that little voice says, Oh, well, they're not going to like me, I you know, know, uh, you know, my hair doesn't look good. I'm too whatever. And so you've already rejected yourself. Yeah. Like why, why, why are you already rejecting yourself? Yeah. You know, why are you counting yourself out? Yeah. Um, It's a dangerous tightrope to walk. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I, I think that's human nature when someone sets any kind of goal and the what if has different consequences depending on what it is. The person sets out. Like, if it's to lose weight, and it's like, oh well, what if I don't lose thirty pounds by my Jamaican vacation in six months? Right. Well, then okay, then you lost twenty pounds, and you know it's still a win on the board. Right. You know, but there's other like an extreme example. You're saving up for like somebody needs some kind of medical treatment, and it's one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Well, what if I don't save up the hundred and fifty thousand dollars? Well, that consequence could be a little more dire than not losing. Right. Pounds. Right. But it's kind of like, you know, when you, you know, when, you know, when you're skiing, you you know, like, do you, you ever learn to ski? Do you ski? Oh yeah. I ski. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you're learning how to ski and you're on the bunny hill, when you want to turn, what do they tell you to do? Oh yeah, Look where you want to go. Look where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Don't look right. Don't look where you don't want to go. Look where you like, if you're, you know, if you're a race car driver, and you lose control of the car and you're careening towards the wall. Don't look at the wall. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No, it makes total sense. It makes total sense.
1: And I feel that's if, conditioning. That's yes, expensive. that's what I was just that's about. That's a muscle. Saying. Exactly. That well, you know, faith and courage unused is weak. Yes. Pessimism, if you use it all the time, gets stronger. No doubt.
0: No doubt. And that's the whole thing, right? You keep saying it and saying it, and this is look. I've, I'm sure you experienced this. Most people have. You keep saying something long enough and putting it out there, you'll start mm-hmm. to believe that shit. Mm-hmm. And that's dangerous. That is super mm-hmm. dangerous. Which, which is th- the whole thing with the what if, right? You, th- I've had. Oh man, I, you're like I want to say names, but I can't because that's just of HIPAA. <laughs> so, so I had a. Uh, I would believe she was. 45, maybe, maybe in her mid, maybe early fifties. I want to say mid forties. Beautiful, nice woman. Her goal was to just be active and lose some weight. But the the constant thing that she was always going through whenever we would start a, an exercise or program is, it was the doubt, the self doubt. Mm Mm-hmm. Having that self-doubt uh is a killer just because once once you've gone down that you've traveled down the self-doubt road it's hard to it's hard to uh turn the truck around yeah 100% and what happens is they go into their workouts and this happens a lot. And this is, this can be good or bad. This can be good or bad is, is that you've been coming to your trainer or you've been going to your gym for so long that you are on autopilot. And mm-hmm. when you are on a- autopilot, that is one of those things where you are, you're, you can get into that almost Zen state when you're training so hard because you have an end outlook of where you're going to be. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to continually tell yourself, "What if? What if I don't lose the weight? Uh, what happens if? W- will my husband or wife leave me if I if I don't lose this weight?" Instead of focusing and living in the now mm-hmm. and, and doing the things that you you need to do in that time frame, they they get sidetracked and now they're not in the zen thing because now they're in worry mode while they're working out and they're self doubting while they're training, so their effort. I've seen it a lot the effort becomes less and you're not changing anything as a trainer. You're just, you're just increasing the amount of output that they're doing, right? As you get Mm -hmm. better, you put out more output, you get better at what you're doing, you lose more, more output, Mm -hmm. better eating, more muscle, less fat kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's just the easy way to explain it. Of course, there's numbers involved, but you've, you've got to let things go until she started to let. The bad shit that was going on in her life, because that's why she was taking care of herself, you know, rough relationship, um, mm-hmm. losing, losing the house kind of thing. She was, mm-hmm. I mean, it was like the stuff that she was going through was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And while she was doing this, I saw peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys. And then after like three months, it just, it got to the point where she couldn't, she couldn't work out anymore because she was just yeah. so overwhelmed with life. Mm-hmm. And, and instead of, Look, when I when I try to teach folks, we talk about mindset a lot, when we try to talk about creating that powerful or, or um, taking back your power mindset it is hard for most people because when they are not willing to be open and conscious about what is actually going on instead of like I said, running away from it. So in other words, I'm not not ignoring what you're feeling, never ignore. You're not ignoring your emotions. What you're doing is you're trying to understand how to navigate when these things happen, when death occurs, when, when you get that final notice on your mortgage or your car payment note is three months overdue is Mm -hmm. finding the solution to carry you through. So you Mm -hmm. don't have um, any self doubt, but taking your, taking your own, power back is something that I talk about frequently with with most folks is because they don't even, most folks don't even know that they, they have the power to take control of their lives. And it's, it's, it's one of those things where I, they're like, Oh, tell me about this mindset thing. I said, well, it's 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 just everyday stuff. Like, what are you, are you paying attention to like, what are you telling yourself when you wake up in the morning? What are you telling Mm -hmm. yourself as you're eating? What are you mm-hmm. telling yourself as you're going through your workout? What are you telling yourself after your workout? Uh, when your kids talk to you, are you in that moment? Or are you thinking about other stuff? Mm-hmm. So it, it carries over into the fitness world so much that I think talking about taking ownership and taking your power back. Um, I actually, just had this conversation with my wife this morning with Aaron. We we're talking about that. It's not about excluding the way you feel. It's about understanding the way you feel and learning how to navigate that, and actually taking power from that, knowing that you have control over mm-hmm. these emotions. Mm-hmm. No one's saying you shouldn't cry. No one's saying you shouldn't be pissed. No one's saying mm-hmm. you should shouldn't be uh,
1: frustrated, uh,
0: sad, or frustrated. Those are mm-hmm. those. You should be sad and frustrated, and and damn it, sometimes you just need to cry. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, learning, learning how to take your own power back from all that grief and and uh, setbacks and and things that you are saying that define you that don't define you mm-hmm. as as a person. You, it's huge to see somebody actually step into their like greatness. You always see here stepping into your greatness. But when you see somebody get that thing that was holding them back for so long, mm-hmm. that breakthrough, that epiphany, or whatever it may be it's amazing to see the, 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 you know how people say that they, they have the eye, like mm-hmm. you got the eye. I, I have the eye. There's just a certain look to a person who gets that. Look, I'm not going to be a hundred percent great every day, but I own that shit. And whatever happened 10, 15 years ago, each shit five minutes ago mm-hmm. doesn't define me as, um, That doesn't define me. I'm not that. I'm better
1: than that. It's like that concept, you know, it's not my original concept, but, uh, you know, people will always act in accordance with who they think they are. Right. Right. With who you think, if you, if you think of yourself as somebody that doesn't follow through because you have not followed through on things in the past, that's not who you are. That's just what you've done in the past. Right. Right. And if you start to look at yourself, you're like, you you know what, man? No, that's that's a pattern that I followed in the past. You know, I haven't been responsible with my money. I haven't been as good with my health as I could have been. You know, I've I've kind of fallen short. I really haven't been that ambitious in the past. But that doesn't have to define what I'm going to do in the future. I'm that's what I've done. That's not who I am right and your results may not change in an instant you're not going to lose 30 pounds all of a sudden you're not going to have a you know six figures in your checking account all of a sudden but what can change in an in an instant is your expectations of yourself you can raise your own standard And, uh, I think, you know, in changing how you look at yourself and changing your mindset and getting rid of the, the what ifs, sometimes you need to, it's like when you have a cold and you make yourself get up and go to work, you're like, I feel like shit. But by noon, you're like, oh, okay. You know what? And there's no magic bullet or mind hack or anything like that. Sometimes you just got to do it. You know, when you think of yourself as like, oh, well, I'm not a healthy person. Well, all right, man, start by going and walking around the block and have like a salad with salmon. Right. You know, you may not feel like it, but after it's done, you're like, oh, okay, I actually did something healthy for myself. Right. And if you do that again and again and again, it will start to change your mindset and how you start to look at yourself. Exactly. And then you have a cheeseburger and, you know, smash some IPAs to your face. (laughs) And you're like, okay, (laughs) I, you know. I had a good time oh, and, you know, and so, but you know what? Hey man, whatever. I fell off the wagon for a night back to the grind, whatever. It doesn't negate the other hundred things that I did that were good for myself this past no, week.
0: No. And I think, I think people need to take the small gains and small wins
1: as we call yeah. them. That no, was a big thing for me. Gotta in, enjoy it. You got to enjoy it. It was a big thing for me in um, residency, right? especially early on, um, because the thing about, I think you could say this in a lot of jobs, is nobody remembers the thousand things you did correctly. No. They're no. only going to remember the screw-ups right. or the things that you forgot to check right? Right? Or right. things like that it, it, nobody will remember those. It can be completely thankless. And, um, you know, and that's the thing. It's, it's not that you should get a gold star, everything you do something correctly, you catch a myocardial infarction on an EKG, or you, you know, catch a developing pneumonia on a chest x-ray. You shouldn't get a pat on the back. That's kind of doing your job. <laughs> like, Right. You know, it's it's kind of like, right. It's like, you know, a surgeon coming out be like, Hey, I, I got his appendix out safely and he's doing well. It's like, you want to parade? Right. I think, Oh, that's good. That's a
0: good one, man. Like looking for validation all the time.
1: Well, you know what, because like in medicine, the consequences of a screw up can be so well, devastating. Right. Yeah. Right. That, you know, especially if you're somewhere in the ICU where you know a magnesium level can be the difference between keep getting a patient through the night, the devil is in the details. Right. Um, it's real easy to beat yourself up and become discouraged and overlook all the things that you did really, really well. Right. Especially when you get some consultant that Tears you a new one at two o'clock in the morning and you're fatigued. And, you know, you could extrapolate that out to a mother, a single mother of four that's trying to work two jobs and trying to get her health under control. And, you know, she had a mental breakdown and sat in her car and ate a box of donuts and then felt really bad about it. But she's been grinding and out and doing really well for like three months. Right. So let's talk,
0: right. Let's talk about the looking for validation thing. Cause I think, I think as humans, like you say, you know, people, some folks are always looking for a pat on the back because mm-hmm. they, they're they doing more to be seen or be heard, but also doing more for what you're doing more now because you want a promotion in your job, say, and nobody's yep. noticing it. Or you're doing more, uh, doing more in the gym and you're hoping people are noticing that you're doing more in the gym and looking for validation. Sometimes the validation doesn't need to be there. It needs to be more of an, like we're going to talk about again, internal validation for yourself, knowing that, you know, for yourself that you just did that. Like when nobody's around, yeah, you shouldn't be looking for that validation all the time. And don't get me wrong. It's, it's fine to have some sort of validation through life because it lets you know that you're on, on track. But uh, I think having like we talked again we're gonna bring back the social media monster looking for validation immediately for oh look at me I just did fifteen reps it's one thing to do video so you have uh you have a recognition of the video most people do <clears throat> video because it's nice it's nice to look at your form and all that other stuff but when mm-hmm. you're simply just doing it to get more views or whatever you're you're doing to be the cool guy on on the on the on the monster, on the, on the FB, on the IG or whatever you're doing. Some of it's cool, but you're also like looking for the ego thing, right? We got to, sometimes the ego needs to shut down, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I think that can be, I think that can be a good thing or not a good thing depending on who's using it. Well, that's it. Um, That's it. Yeah. Like I have friends who are clearly super fit. And, you know, again, if you're promoting a business or something like that, and you're going to post your workouts and you're going to post your, you know, a sweaty selfie on Instagram and, and that's your thing, that's your business. Hey man, that's marketing. That's, it's right. never been easier to market. You know, Absolutely. I don't want, I don't want, uh, if I'm hiring a trainer, I don't want somebody that's got a belly and, you know, it's just going to sit there and waggle their finger at me. Right. You know, right. If like, you know. Right. If I'm hiring an accountant and he posts a picture in his new, uh, you know, uh, McLaren, I'm like, OK, cool. You know, right, right, um, right. You know, and he's promoting his business. Um, but, you know, when, when you know, like. Go to the gym, just for example, you know, when when you're not promoting a business, you're just it's just part of your life and you post going to the gym every day like. <laughs> You know, yeah, it's for, it's for, you know, it's for likes, it's for views, it's for validation. But when you get somebody, you know, tying in what we were talking about, changing the view of yourself, you need that. Yeah. Right. Right. So, you know, there's also, we all have people, we all have friends that we're friends with on Facebook or Instagram who are clearly overweight and clearly need to make a change. And they post something like, Hey man, I did my tenth Peloton ride in a row. That's different. They post that because they yeah. want a pat in the back. You know what, yeah. man? Here, I wish I could like it more than once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You that's, know?
0: Yeah, that in that in that matter, I definitely I applaud that kind of thing because that's that's where the the social media monster is actually a good thing because you, you'll you will find more people supporting that effort than you would
1: mm-hmm.
0: not supporting it. The point the the only the only ones that I don't like are the ones of the really 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 ripped people showing somebody who's not in shape that they're using bands and they're not only using bands
1: something something like that Mm -hmm. like the curveballs that are thrown for people right you get fitness expert and they're like buy my booty band or buy my and you're like motherfucker you just you're not using oh here's bounce a quarter off your abs the the other thing using this booty band.
0: No. And the other thing that I found too, like I'll get, um, and I know this happens to a couple other fitness guys, they'll get constantly get direct messages to promote. And I already know how this works in the, in the IG game because I'm one of my things to level up. You already talked about, I talked about Mm -hmm. one of my projects, but the, the thing that I got a text or message from a supplement company. Oh, I saw your IG page looks pretty cool. Um, see, I saw your fitness professional here are my products. You're an ambassador. Well, I, I'm an ambassador for a couple of different things, but not mm-hmm. for this particular thing. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I won't do is I won't promote, uh, something that is ingestible because I only, I have a fear, not only of getting sued, but sure. I already, I already know what supplements work for me. So I'm not going <laughs> to change yeah. just because I'm going to make cash off of it. Take this that's match different from bread for me. pre-workout. I don't do that's the other thing. I don't do pre-workout because like I say, caffeine, I'll have of a cup of, of coffee yeah. or something to do that. Which brings me to this next one right here on the screen here. Getting into mm-hmm. a routine. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna talk about what my routine is, and I've already had people tell me that this is you're freaking crazy. But this is the way I do things, and once I started getting back to my routine after all the crap that we went through in the last year and a half or so, Uh or shit, has it been two years? I guess it's been two years. (laughs) (laughs) Almost two years, is let's start with this one, because this is where we were in the beginning, right? Ladies and gentlemen.